Welcome everyone to episode number 37 of the Learning to Lead podcast. I'm so excited to be with you this month. Today I want to teach you uh, 10 lessons that I've learned from running six marathons. Uh, earlier this month I actually completed my sixth marathon. I seriously cannot believe that. Uh, I still don't consider myself to be a runner, uh, even though I've run six marathons. It's just it's crazy. I never thought I'd be a runner. I never thought I'd run six marathons. Um, but I do know that through those six marathons I've learned a lot of lessons about life and leadership. Um, from the journeys of each marathon, and I want to share the best of those lessons with you today. And I believe that whether you've never run a marathon, whether you plan to, or you've run 20 plus marathons, I believe the lessons I've learned will add value to you, uh, both personally as a, in your personal life and as a leader. So let's just jump right into the 10 lessons. The first lesson I've learned in running six marathons is that you can do anything. Pretty simple lesson. You hear it all the time, but you really can do anything. Uh, people come up to me all the time when they hear that I've run marathons. They say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you do that, 26.2 miles. Are you serious? I, would, I could never do that. I could never do that. I could never do that. I, if I hear that, heard that once, I've heard it a billion times. And I always just reply, yes, you could. Oprah ran a marathon, and if she can do it, anyone can. Um, seriously, if Oprah can do it, you can do it. And the reality is if I can do it, you can do it. You know, I never thought I could run a marathon either. Um, you know, when I first started out running, I was 18 years old and I was just trying to lose weight and I couldn't even run a quarter of a mile without stopping. And then, uh, you know, eventually I got to the point where I could run a quarter mile. And then I would try to make it a half mile without stopping, and then three quarters of a mile. And then I could get to the point where I could run an entire mile. I got to the point where I could run five miles consistently. And then uh, eventually, with the right plan, I was able to up my mileage and actually run uh, the marathon. So it's a simple lesson, but if you're willing to put in the effort, you really can do anything. So whether it's running a marathon, writing a book, starting a business, the question isn't, can you do it? The question is, what steps do you need to take to do it, uh, which will lead you me into my next lesson. Lesson number two is the key to any accomplishment is following the right game plan. The key to any accomplishment is following the right game plan. Dennis Waitley said this. He said, the reason most people never reach their goals is that they don't define them or ever seriously consider them as believable or achievable. Winners can tell you where they are going, what they plan to do along the way, and who will be sharing the adventure with them. You know, oftentimes we want to accomplish something, and, and the reality is having the desire and the dream isn't the issue. All of us have dreams. All of us have desires of things we want to do. The key is trying to figure out what, what the path is to actually get there. Because here's what I know. Almost everything you've, you want to accomplish in your life has been done by someone else. If you want to write a book, someone else has written a book. There's a, they would be able to give you a game plan. If you want to start a business, there's, there's a plan that someone could give you because they've started businesses. Almost everything you want to accomplish in your life has been done by someone else. So the key is to discover the right process or the right plan. You don't have to make it up and just wing it. There's people that have done it. So you need to find people who are more experienced for you. You know, I've never written my own marathon plan. 
I go to experts who have written plans that have been shown to work. And I use those plans and I just work the plan. And I find that in almost every area that I want to grow in, there's experts out there who can help me either create a plan with me or they can just give me a plan that I can follow. You know, when you run a marathon, it's about a 20-week process. And for every single marathon I've had, I've had 20 weeks worth of runs mapped out for me. I know exactly how far I have to run on Tuesday, how far I have to run on Thursday, Thursday, how far I have to run on my long runs on the weekend, I have a plan. And all I have to do is follow the plan. And so, again, the key to any accomplishment is following the right game plan. And I really encourage you to take time and try to, to whatever goal you're trying to achieve, I encourage you to do what I call master planning. And master planning is simply when you take a goal and pretend you've accomplished it. Pretend you're at the end of it and then work backwards and write down every step you had to take to get there and put it in a focused timeline. For instance, with a marathon, I would go to marathon day and say, okay, in order, if, if I've run a marathon, what, what steps did I need to take to get there? And then I write them all out and essentially I have my plan. So I encourage you, whether it's writing a book, find a plan that works for you that actually lays out all the steps that you need to take. Lesson number three. Have a deadline with consequences. Have a deadline with consequences. Okay, so now by this point, you know that anything's possible. You've had, you have a game plan. You have the, the plan mapped out. You know exactly what path you have to take. The third lesson is to have a deadline with consequences. You know, it's simple in the case of a marathon because when you sign up for a marathon, you have a date on the calendar that you know on that morning you're going to wake up and have to run 26.2 miles. And you know if you don't follow the plan and you don't train correctly, then you're going to die. You're going to die halfway through the marathon because you didn't take the steps necessary uh, to, to train enough for marathon day. And so whatever goal you have, even if you have a, the plans, have deadlines for all of your action steps. Hey, by this time, I have to be able to run this many miles. I have to be at this time, if you want to write a book, you have to write this many words. Um, you know, whatever the goal is. If I want to start a business by this time, I have to do X, Y, and Z. And create consequences with that deadline. Again, the, the consequence of a marathon is easy. You're going to die. I mean, probably not literally, but you could die, and you won't finish the marathon. You know, uh, maybe if you want to write a book, if you don't have your book written by this date, then I'm not going to get a book deal. Or maybe you uh, you commit to a friend that you're going to pay a thousand them a thousand dollars if you don't complete your manuscript by a certain date. The key is, does your deadline have a consequence? If not, set them down. So I would look over all the goals that you have in your life and say, okay, what is the deadline for? this and if I don't meet the deadline what is the consequence and I find that when you have consequences and deadlines you're much more uh, you have a much higher chance of actually achieving those goals than if you didn't have deadlines or consequences so create deadlines and consequences lesson number three four lesson number four is it's you versus you it's you versus you. I learned this lesson when I was training for the Philadelphia Marathon. Uh, my wife and I were youth pastoring um, at a church in Chippewa, and uh, there was a kid in our youth group named Matt Emge. He goes to the University of Pittsburgh today, and um, he is a baseball uh, all-star, got recruited by Ohio State, and now he plays for Pitt. And... Um, you know, he always talked, told me that growing up, his dad would always grab him and say, Matt, it's Matt versus Matt. It's not Matt versus anyone else. It's you versus you. Compete against yourself. Always give your best, and you will never have to worry about comparing. 
And I love that because what a marathon teaches you is unless you're, you know, really, really competitive and you're in the elite class, you're competing against yourself and, and you're doing the best that you can do. You know, that people set their personal record times. I want to reach this goal by this. I want to re- I want to run the marathon in this time. And that's what you're competing against. You're competing against yourself. And I think that's a great lesson just in life. You know, so many times in life we're trying to compare how we're doing with everyone else, we're trying to compete with everyone else. But the reality is if we just learn to compete against ourselves and set our own standards so high, we should we should be setting our own standards higher than anyone else sets them for us. No one should ever have to come in and say, hey, I need to raise the bar for you. Uh, you know, you need to learn to work for yourself because the reality is no matter what you want in life, if you want a promotion, if you want uh, to, to climb the corporate ladder, etc., it's not you versus the other guy. It's you versus you. It's you doing the best you can. Are you giving your best? Stop worrying about all these other circumstances. Just ask yourself, am I doing what I need to do day in and day out to achieve what I want in life? And if you'll just keep that mentality, you'll never have to worry about things that 90% of people worry about, competition, who, who's doing what and what everyone else is doing. Just focus on you, and I promise you, your goals and climbing the ladder and all those things will take care of itself. Always compete against yourself. Lesson number five. This is awesome. (laughs) You can always get better at whatever you're doing. Lesson number five is you can always get better at whatever you're doing. Uh, you know, I, this was not the case in my first three marathons. The first three marathons I wrote, I, uh, ran, I actually got worse each marathon. My first marathon, I ran four hours and 25 minutes. My second, I ran in four hours and 38 minutes. And my third marathon, I ran in four hours and 43 minutes. I got worse. And that wasn't my goal. My goal wasn't, hey, I hope I do worse than I did the last time. But then, if I look at the last three marathons I've done, I've gradually gotten better. I have actually shaved over an hour off of my time in, in my last marathon, uh, an hour over my worst time. Um, I got a 353 marathon, a 348, and a 342. And, you know, I never dreamed that would be possible. I never thought I could shave an entire hour off of my marathon time. But the reality is, you know, if I was gradually getting worse, if I wasn't getting better, there's a reason for that. And, and the reason I was getting worse is because I I didn't I wasn't intentional I I was sloppy I had bad eating habits um you know, my mentality was, hey, I ran uh, 18 miles today. I can eat whatever I want. And I'd eat twice as many calories as I consumed because I thought I'd burned it off. And, you know, I just wasn't smart. And so I started, you know, reading. I started researching. I started meeting with people who had um, run marathons. I started just learning everything I can. And, you know, I learned how to eat healthy. I learned how to, to run properly. I learned how to get enough sleep. All these different things. And as a result, I was able to get better and better and better and I continue to improve and I think so much of getting better is just educating yourself you know it goes back to having a plan okay if, if the plan that I was on was gradually getting me worse results then I need to reevaluate the plan I need to change the plan I need to find a way to do it better there's always a way to do what you're doing better so whether you need to meet someone who's way farther down the road and they can help you or you just need to read a lot and research and study uh, whatever it takes you need to have a mentality that I'm going to do whatever it takes to get better the next time. And uh, the reality is you really can get better at whatever you're doing. Lesson number six. This is uh, one of my favorites. I call it follow the pacer. 
follow the pacer. And I didn't learn this lesson until my fourth marathon. Again, this was part of how I was able to do so much better my fourth marathon. Uh, but a pacer... If you're unfamiliar with the turn in a marathon, it's basically an experienced marathoner who's assigned a certain time, uh, a finish time, and then he gathers a group of runners who want to finish at that time, and he runs the entire marathon with them. The, the pacer's job is to keep everyone else on pace to hit their time goal. And, um, you know, my fourth marathon where I was able to get under four hours, I followed a pacer. And um, it was one of the best things I've ever done. He was encouraging. Um, he kept us right on pace. And I was following someone who I knew would get us across the finish line in our goal time. And I think in life, we need pacers, right? I think one of the most important things, uh, parts of being a great leader is being a great follower. And the reality is we need pacers or, or great leaders ahead of us that we can follow their example and we can be led by them um, who can take us and ultimately they can take us further faster. They can take us further along in the journey than we could take if we were just going by ourselves. And I know in my case in the marathon, the pacer was able to get me across the finish line at a time that I would not have been able to get across the finish line of myself. And so my challenge to you there is who are, the, who are the potential pacers in your life? Who are the potential mentors that could help you get to where you want to go? We all need pacers and mentors in our life. And if you don't have them in your life, you're missing out on a huge opportunity for growth. You're missing out on a huge opportunity to get better and to go further faster. And so I just want to encourage you, learn to be a great follower. Learn to, to surround yourself with great leaders and just follow them and um, ask them questions. Ask them to help you with with growth and development plans and just follow them as long as you can. And I promise you, you'll see exponential growth um, in your personal life. So lesson number six was follow the pacer. Lesson number seven, having a purpose bigger than yourself is huge. Having a purpose bigger than yourself is huge. You know, my first four marathons, I was, I ran for me. You know, I was just running for me and the people I was running with. I just wanted to run the marathons and finish. Um, however, my last two marathons, number five and six, I actually ran for a nonprofit that I work for uh, called Light of Life Rescue Mission. We help the homeless men, women, and children in Pittsburgh. And... Um, Running for a charity has really, really helped me. Running for a purpose really bigger than myself has helped me in a lot of ways. Uh, it's given me a lot of purpose in my training. You know, before I was just training for me and to finish the marathon. Now when I'm training, I think about the men, women, and children that I'm helping by raising money for um, uh, for Light of Life. You know, I think about the people who are supporting me financially that, hey, when I'm running, I'm going to eventually send an email to those people saying, hey, thank you for supporting us. Here's how much money I raised. Here's what I did as far as running was concerned. I'm going to be accountable to them. And I was running for the public, right? I made my goal public so everyone was watching. I mean, when I say everyone, just anyone who was interested. But the public was watching me. I knew I set, I set goals um, for both my time running the marathon and I set fundraising goals. And that gave me purpose to train even harder than I would have trained myself. And I think so many times in life, um, we need to do, you know, evaluate what we do and say, what's the bigger purpose behind this? You know, running a marathon is great, but... There, other than crossing a finish line and accomplishing something that you know you thought was impossible, there's not a ton of purpose behind it. But you know, running a marathon and then raising money that'll make a difference in the lives of others 
is a hundred times greater. And so I just want to encourage you, whatever you're pursuing, ask yourself, is there a purpose bigger than just you? And if not, find out how you can make it bigger than you. You know, think of ways to, to take what you're doing and make it make an impact on others. I promise you it'll change uh, the way you do everything. It'll help you stay motivated. It'll help you stay disciplined. And when you actually accomplish the goal, it'll be even sweeter. You know, accomplishing the marathon the last two times was great, but as exciting as it was to cross the finish line, it was just as exciting to know that when I crossed the finish line, I not only just got a medal, but I also was able to raise money for a great cause and do it with a great team and everything like that. And just a side note on that, if you're interested, if you're a runner listening to this, um, you can actually run the Pittsburgh Marathon for a charity, and you can run for our charity, Light of Life, next year, and we actually will pay for your registration, and you just commit to raising a certain amount of money for us, and it's a fun journey. We had 76 people run for us this year, and if that's something that would interest you, uh, you know, go on my website, click the Contact Me tab, and just send me an email saying, hey, I'm interested in running for Light of Life, and uh, I'll send you information on how you can do that. So, But again, the lesson is having a purpose bigger than yourself and whatever you're doing is absolutely huge and essential to living a great life. Lesson number eight. Lesson number eight. This is one of my favorites. Taking the journey with others is so much better than taking the journey alone. Taking the journey with others is so much better than taking the journey alone. Dan Ryland said this. He said that a genuine friend encourages and challenges us to live our best thoughts, honor our purest motives, and achieve our most significant dreams. I love that. A genuine friend challenges us to live out our bed, challenges us to live out, out our best thoughts, honor our purest motives, and achieve our most significant dreams. You know, four out of the six marathons I've run, I've run with others. And some of my favorite memories in the last six years has been training and doing the marathons and creating memories and just taking those 20-week those journeys with people. You know, this last marathon, uh, my wife ran her first marathon. We actually trained together. And uh, it was incredible. You know, she made me better. She held me accountable. We helped each other. And we made some incredible memories along the way. I mean, there there were times where we wanted to kill each other on our runs. But looking back, those were some of the fun, most fun moments and most fun memories. And the reality is, you know, for me, the best part of the marathon in Pittsburgh this month was seeing my wife cross the finish line. It was seeing her achieve something that she once thought was impossible in her life. And uh, it was just incredible. And, you know, I got a personal record, but in comparison to seeing her finish, it, it, it didn't compare at all. You know, thinking about the journey that we took together and seeing her finish. So, you know, I just want to encourage you, too often in life, we want to be lone rangers. We want to do everything ourselves because we want the credit for it or we think we can do it without the other help, without the help of others. But the reality is you can't do anything without others. Two are always better than, than one. And I just want to encourage you, don't do life alone. Do life with others. You know, if you have dreams, get, get two or three of your friends and say, hey, I have this dream in my heart. What if we go after this together? Why don't you come with me? Hey, I want to run a marathon. You want to run it with me? Hey, you, you want to start a business? Why don't you start this business with me? Hey, you know, man, I have a dream to plant a church. Why don't you come help plant a church with me? Bring people along the journey. It's so much better. Uh, don't do life alone. So I just want to encourage you, who are the people that you're doing life with? Who are the people that you're dreaming with? Who are the people that you're going after your dreams with? If you don't have people like that in your life, I would encourage you to make a list of four or five people that you can talk to about that now and ask them to go with you. Ask them to come along the journey with you. 
You won't regret it. Last two lessons. Lesson number nine. Uh, the ninth lesson I've learned in running six marathons is that life is a marathon, not a sprint. So we need to enjoy the journey. Life's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Enjoy the journey. You know, one of the greatest parts of of running the marathon is crossing the finish line, right? It's an awesome feeling, but it's not just awesome because you just crossed the line and got a medal. It's awesome because you spent 20 weeks, you know, hundreds of hours, and ran hundreds of miles to be able to cross that finish line over a 20-week period. You know, the medal isn't what makes the marathon awesome. The journey is what makes it awesome. And it's the same in life. So many times we want the medal now, and we want the accolades now, and we're unwilling to do what we need to do during the journey to get to the finish line. You know, Henry Cloud said this. He said, the biggest enemy of small steps that lead to big results is our craving for having it all now. You know, we want to be able to wake up and run a marathon and get the medal, but we don't want to take the journey that it takes to get there. We want it all now. But the reality is, there's no shortcuts to any place worth going in life. You know, in in marathons, training isn't always fun. But do it anyway. It's fun when you look back on it. Writing, if you want to write a book, it's not always fun. But you got to do it anyway. Speaking isn't always fun. Whatever your dreams are. You know, working out if you want to stay in shape isn't always fun. But you got to find a way to do it anyway. You know, if you handle today correctly, tomorrow will take care of itself. And so many times, stop focusing on, on what you're going to get when you achieve the goal. Focus on who you're becoming while you're getting to your goal. Henry David Thoreau said, What you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. And if I've learned anything from running marathons, it's that. I, I've become a totally different person as a result of doing that. You know, it's not just achieving it that was great. It was who I became as a result of taking all those 20-week journeys. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. Learn to enjoy the journey. And then lastly, lesson number 10, you're anointed to finish. You're anointed to finish. And you might say, what does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you in a second. You know, in a marathon, the last six miles of of any marathon are always a grind, right? It's all mental discipline, uh, no matter what. I mean, you're going to have mind games that last six miles. It's absolutely miserable sometimes, but you just got to push through. But, you know, looking back, I can remember specific things or people that got me through to each finish line uh, for each marathon. And two that specifically stand out most are, uh, one was my, my fifth marathon, and I was running the Pittsburgh Marathon in the last, uh, I'd say the last half mile. And you're basically surrounded by thousands of people on each side cheering you on. And you're running and you're giving everything you've got and, and you just want to collapse. I mean, really at that point. But all these people are cheering you on. And, and you know, sometimes you actually get to hear people that you actually know and... I was running uh, probably about a half mile to go, and I heard uh, my executive pastor, Pastor Steve Moore, uh, he was there, and I heard him say, Bubs! My nickname's Bubba. He said, Bubs! I look over, and our eyes locked, and he looked at me, and he said, Get him, Bubs! Get him! 
And I can't tell you how fired up I got after he said that to me. I said, I started sprinting. I sprinted all the way to the finish line, and I gave it everything I got because of, of his encouragement. And, and I'm so encouraged by that because the reality is, and, and just, you know, he was one of thousands of people cheering me on and all the other, other runners on. And here's what I found. The reality is, for the most part, everyone on the planet's cheering you on. Everyone on the planet wants you to do well. They want you to go after your dreams. They want you to achieve great things. And, and whatever you do in life and, and for God, there's billions of people cheering you on the finish line. And then the, the second moment that I remember was my first marathon. I was running Chicago, and... Um, I was running around mile probably 22, and I was starting to get gassed. I was like, oh, man, am I going to be able to finish? And I remember um, my pastor and I both saw the sign. We were running actually separately at that point, and we ran past this church, and this woman was holding up a sign, and, and it said, all it said was, you're anointed to finish. You're anointed to finish. And that just, I don't know what about that made me sparked in my heart, but I just knew that, that with God's strength, I was going to make it to the finish line, that I was going to finish my race. And, you know, four miles later, with a lot of effort, I made across the finish line. I, I cried like a baby as I, um, my first marathon, and I got the medal. And it was just unbelievable. And I want to encourage you. Listen, you are anointed to finish. There's a billion people cheering you on, just like the people cheering on the runners in the marathon. The whole world is cheering you on, and you are anointed to finish. And one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Philippians 1, six, and it said, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And here's what I know, that no matter what you're dreaming of, no matter what you're doing, you have gifts and talents, and you have a call of God on your life to do something great in this world. And you know, God gave you the gifts and talents that you have to do something with, and when you surrender them to God and start running your race for God, God started the work in you, and he'll see that it's finished. And one day you will make it to the finish line, and you are anointed to finish your race. And so I just want to encourage you to never give up. You're anointed to finish. I know life gets tough sometimes. I know when you're going after your goals, it can get tough. But I just want to encourage you to keep going. You're anointed to finish, and you have a billion people cheering you on, including myself. And then finally... You know, when we get to the end, when we achieve the goals, there's no better feeling. I love this quote. I always think of this, you know, when I finish the marathon. Vince Lombardi, he said this. He said, I firmly believe that any man's finest hour, the greatest fulfillment of all that he holds dear, is the moment when he has worked his heart out in a good cause and lies exhausted on the field of the battle victorious and I love that and there's no greater feeling than when you cross the finish line after a grueling 26.2 miles and I promise you whatever you're going after there'll be no better feeling than knowing you gave it your all when you cross the finish line in your goals and dreams and so I just want to encourage you to dream big and go for it you can do anything and uh, I hope that this lesson added value to your life and uh, if there's anything I can ever do for you please let me know thank you so much for listening